0: Welcome to Church Light City. We're so glad you guys are here tonight. Uh we hope that you've been enjoying our throwback worship services. It's been a little awkward we for have. me and Pastor Jess uh having to watch and listen to ourselves uh, in such a vulnerable place. However, uh, I pray that you guys have been blessed and been in, been enjoying it a little bit. Um we definitely are looking forward to coming back. I uh, Pastor Alex and I were talking earlier about it just is there's something about being together that just is nice. Yeah. You know, I'm if getting so,
1: kind of, I, 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 it was cool at first. Yeah. But now we're kind of getting back to where it's like, yeah. okay, yeah, uh, I miss everybody. And,
0: yeah. and I'm kind of like, a, I'm a hugger. Together. I'm a physical touch guy. So I like to, you know, give a hug to some of my, 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 my friends, mainly yeah. Joe Tucker, just because he's so strong and big. Right you know, on, Joe, a, shout just out. Just a good hugger. So anyways, we're not gonna to go too far down that road, but welcome to church. We're so glad you're here tonight. Um, Pastor Ian is gonna be leading us this morning, or this evening, as it were. This evening, Um, um the Continuing the discussion from Sunday morning, uh, called The Wonder. Okay, so we're talking about our imagination and how our imagination really is the thing that separates us from everybody else, right. uh, and everything else. Every
1: other creature. Every other
0: right? creature that God's ever created. Um, and you kind of dug in a little bit on Sunday, laid some foundation, but I think what we're going to be discovering today is—I've you know, I've been able to look through the notes—and so you guys are in for a treat. Um, so I'm going to pass it off to you, Pastor, to kind of—I well, think I guess just to,
1: to piggyback on that. One of the things I think thats, that's very important, especially in our culture and for our generations—is that, uh, surprisingly, given how important our imagination is right. to the way we experience life, the quality of the life that we perceive we're living as well as how it, it begins to set up the rest of my life and really determines the path that I'm going to be on. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, wow, this is like a, a supremely important for us to have a, have a grasp of. And it was such a surprise to me, even going through the preparing for the teaching and all mm-hmm. that, wondering how, uh, why are, do we not spend any time with this? Right, we're just—it's just, it's so just not children. Yeah. yeah, it's just not something that we even yeah. acknowledge, mm-hmm. right? As far as what's really making my life good, bad, or indifferent, mm-hmm. it really comes from our ability to uh, properly control our imagination, this divine gift right. that we've been given. You know, and when God created us, it was what we were talking about on Sunday. That you know, I still have that image in my mind of the hush that must have gone across all of creation as they were watching god sculpting this natural world that we live in and then coming to the end of it where they realize what god is actually doing that he's creating a realm where there are going to be beings creatures who are made in the image and likeness of god and so god created if you could imagine this natural world if it was sort of here in a little whatever terrarium sitting on the table and you know, we were creating it, a little biosphere, in order to test something or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's what all of creation is watching happen. And then to kind of come to the pinnacle of that, and now God creates the purpose, the reason for all of this creation was that He always had the intention of creating a being, mankind, human mm-hmm. being, that mm-hmm. was going to be a small g God, in this natural, we are gonna right. have the same kind of authority, the same kind of strength, the same kind of power, right. as or authority is maybe a good way of saying yeah. that, uh, as God has in the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like then you're, we're zeroing in on, how do we exercise that power? Like, how, how do we do that? Are we supposed to take arms? Are we supposed to buy weapons? Mm-hmm. Are we supposed to fight each other for it? How does it all kind of pan out in the end? And really what, what we were unpacking on Sunday was that the way we control our destiny, the way we control whatever path we walk mm-hmm. uh, is really through the use of our imagination. What we imagine today, Proverbs tells us that, what we imagine right. today, we're going to live tomorrow. And that, you know, when you say, wow, that seems like a, such an extreme statement. Mm-hmm. That seems like it's like, it can't possibly be that. There must be other forces that are involved in that equation. But in fact, yeah. that's how it works, right? You mean, I mean, as I was thinking through, you know, what are we going to kind of try to tackle this evening, uh, you know, you're realizing that you don't say, you don't say anything, you don't do anything. You don't have anything that goes on in your life at all unless you first think about imagine Mm -hmm. yourself doing that and then imagine how that's going to turn out when you do it. Mm -hmm. You're not always right, Right. you know, but we do run through that scenario in our minds and we kind of look at the different choices that we have in any given situation, imagine ourselves through them, even if it's only in a very rudimentary way, right. that's how we make the decision right. to go this way or that way or this way yeah, or that way. It's
0: going to the grocery store or building a business or moving across the country. Whatever. You know, thinking through all those steps.
1: Yeah. Even mm-hmm. as we're talking, mm-hmm. right. we are yeah. imagining <laughs> right. before we're saying what we're saying, we have this, this clock that runs a movie that runs in our head. Mm-hmm. That is about what I'm, what's about to happen. Right. right? Even as I do this, I thought about doing that before I actually did it. It's only, my, it's only nanoseconds, right. but we don't do anything unless we first imagine it. And right. so, kind of like the, the when I, you know, when we kind of got to the end of Sunday when Pastor Alex were here, and I were, were together, mm-hmm. uh, we, we, it came down to whoever or whatever controls my imagination, controls my life, and mm-hmm. controls my destiny. And it was a very simple calculation, but has profound kind of intense, yeah. importance. And so then, you know, what we're trying to do, as you may know, if you're tracking with us at all on Wednesday nights, we're, we're trying to kind of say, okay, wow, that was kind of blow your mind kind of stuff on Sunday. But now when we come to Wednesday, it's really going to take on like, is that actually true? Like, right. should I be doing something with that? Mm-hmm. Is there a practical side sure. of what is going on so that uh, it's not just information to me, that it's, I'm going to have some some rubber meets the road kind of stuff and so i kind of wanted to talk a little bit before we kind of get going on the practical stuff to kind of give a little bit more background to this concept and so um in my notes here i have you know the kingdom of darkness obviously because of that quote whoever controls the imagination controls my destiny obviously the end result is I want to control that, and then I want God to control me as I control my imagination so that everything in my imagination are the ways and the words and the Mm -hmm. concepts and the principles of God that are governing all of those, Mm -hmm. right? As I choose to do whatever I do, I want God's ways to be the thing that really governs that imagination and governs that thing. But then we recognize that certainly the kingdom of darkness is also going to be very interested in getting a hold of my imagination. Mm -hmm. If they can control it and turn my dream into a nightmare, then my life becomes a nightmare. And it's kind of a simple, they are kind of done. We can go home for the day because their job is over. Now I'm going to take over this imagination, which I think is my life, but it's not my life at all. Mm -hmm. It's just the one that they have sort of tracked me with, right? And then set that On the other side of the equation then, what occurred to me was the the scripture there in Matthew 13 that says, Jesus never said anything unless he said it in a parable, because it always bothered me that Jesus wasn't a little bit more like me, you know, one, two, three, you know, ABC, kind of give us a manual that was laid out with everything in it. I mean, he had three years while here, you know, and could have got to that. But instead, he decided that he was going to tell us stories. It's like was the weirdest thing for the longest time for me, but realizing He really wants to engage that imagination side of us. That as he tells us that story, you know, this woman, she lost a coin. She, you know, swept out her house, found the coin. Rejoiced. It was kind of like, I can track with that, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I, I I paraphrased in my recollection of it there, mm-hmm. but I gave my recollection because of the story that he's telling. That's why I remember it. And right. it's in you my imagination. see the imagin- picture as you're saying it. I see yeah. the picture, right? And so I think what he's trying to show us in that didn't say anything except he spoke in parables that... Uh, there's something to this sure. that we need to become more skillful at engaging our imagination in the things that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and Anyways, so we're talking about then the divine attribute, if we want to talk about it like that, like this one, this chip, the motherboard or the whatever circuitry that gives a human being an imagination, which then gives us the ability to choose our own path and choose our own destination. And it occurred to me, you know, like how important that is, that in all of the kingdom of God, as that's where God lives, you know, that's the the eternal realm, no beginning and no end, and then there is the heavenly realm, which had a beginning, you know, Genesis 1, you see God created the heavens and the earth, and then so, but it has no end. And then there is the kingdom of man, which has a beginning and it has an end. And we realize in all of those dimensions, as, as far-reaching as they would be, the only beings that have choice, have an imagination, have the ability to choose their destiny, mm-hmm. are, are us, humans. And so we can sort of look at that and go, wow, that is... It's almost weird yeah. for us to think there aren't other beings, you know, Klingons or somebody somewhere that's another race of beings that are, are also have choice. Sure. You know, God maybe tried again somewhere else, but that's not the case. Like, what made us so special, mm-hmm. what made us so unique in all of creation was that we could choose, and the only place... It's kind of cool when we think about heaven because heaven is not is not a place like that. Right. Heaven runs according to God's timing. It runs according to God's choices and God's ways and God's mechanisms and <laughs> stuff like that, right? And so the only place at all in all of creation where anybody other than God chooses how the day goes is here on earth, right? And we think about that. So would it seem responsible, respectful, for us to turn that power over to somebody else. Right. A gift given to us like that, that, that magnificent a gift, would it not seem like what we should do is we should really zero in on this and we should become uh, good stewards, yeah. good keepers of this gift that we would then never let it be abused, never let it be used for anything other than, you know, bringing God into this natural world and bringing His ways. And does that, see, that is yeah. it kind of like it, it yeah. hit me today when I was preparing. Yeah. Well, this is really important, you know, for God to have given us such a treasured gift and for us to kind of say, oh, whatever, it's just my imagination, you know, just a kid stuff, you know, just right. make-believe, whatever. Right. No, it's not like that. We have just, it's anyways. And so, and we also get warnings, right? God was faithful to give us some warnings in scripture, right? Remember in Genesis chapter six, it talks about, you know, if you remember where you are, this is right before the flood. And what was it that God finally says, okay, this game, the game's over,
0: right? The imagination.
1: You know, Pastor Tina and I were playing solitaire together last night, and it's kind of like, you know, you get to that spot in the game where you're just, you're done, the game's over. Well, that's the spot that we get to here in Genesis chapter six. And the reason that God <laughs> got to that end was that he said that the imaginations in the heart of men, humans, were only evil continually. And so you recognize then that this was a, a mile marker when God said, this is done. We have got to stop and we have got to start all over again because the only guy in the whole place that's got imagination that isn't completely corrupted is Noah and his family, mm-hmm. and God wanted to start over. He was, in, he was at the very desperate moment. We have another image in Genesis chapter 11. Remember when Nimrod, when they are the, the, the Tower of Babel, right. you know, they're building the Tao mm-hmm. Tower and all that, and, and God says this, he says, I wanna go down and see the tower that, that the people had builded, past tense, it wasn't built yet, but God could see that it was built, He's eternal, right? So He knew that thing is absolutely going to exist. right? And He said, because nothing will be withheld from them that they have imagined to do. And so He's giving us another glimpse there about the power of our imagination. Like, it's nothing is going to stop your imagined, your, whatever you imagine today, nothing is going right. to stop that from coming out in your tomorrow. So even more so that we would say, wow, this is pretty important that I get my hands
0: around this thing. Well, it's funny and when you say the word imagination. It's like, well, that's not really in the Bible, Pastor Ian. Like, it's, it's imagination. the Lord doesn't talk about imagination. Then you're bringing up all these scriptures. It's like, oh, the foundation of the human condition is based on yeah. imaginations.
1: Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> if you do a word search, if you grab your right, uh, yeah. Bible app or whatever, and you do a word search on the word imagine, you're not going to be too impressed because it is never used in Scripture related to, good things, yeah. <laughs> related to good things. It's always related to how deceitful we are and how angry, wicked yeah. and evil we are and how we use our... our the... Most of the references are in the Old Testament, sure. which is uh, you know, hope for us, yeah. right? But um, it's not really cast in a good light. And I think because the, you know, the kingdom of darkness recognized very early in the game that if they could corrupt our imagination, that they could corrupt our future. And uh, because of that, we need to be those people that really come up and say, you know what, we got to get our hands around this, sure. right? And yeah. really get, get, in charge of, um, get in charge of the way our imagination works. I think that even for myself, I would say that through my years growing up, before we really even thought that imagination was anything other than a you know a little parlor trick, mm-hmm. um, you're just not careful with it. You know, movies and the things you allow and the ideas and the the words and the the principles, the vows, the perceptions that you allow to just wander wildly right. through your mind. Those are all things that are going to be weeds. They're going to be you know orchards of growth. Yeah. Yeah. That now that we say, well, okay, we need to get our hands around this and really get, get to a place where we can say, you know, I, I, I got this pretty good. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much in a very narrow path when it comes to my, to my imagination. Yeah. You know, I just have noted here that, you know, that imagine all of those, the, the creative, cre- you know, the, the creatures of heaven, right? As they're watching this in Psalms, it says it a couple of times, Hebrews, it actually quotes mm-hmm. it. And it says, you know, what is man that you are mindful of them, right? We certainly have gone a long way from fearfully and wonderfully made to like, what is this (laughs) jump? You know, like, why do you even care about this guy?
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Mm -hmm. Because they're watching how we have been, as a species, how we have been woefully irresponsible. Right with our imaginations right. and you know done the, the the worst of things unimaginable even in our modern day unimaginable things because of what we are imagining and mm-hmm. what we are allowing to go through our minds yeah. i i'm kind of thankful now more so about the rainbow you know god's promise that he's not going to do the yeah. flood the earth thing again right. but i'm sure he's wondered whether he should have made that promise right. given <laughs> all of what we've been through sure. in the history of our in the history of our species mm-hmm. And then I, I, let's just draw this then as a bit of follow-up to, uh, you know, Jesus, when He was here, He said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it abundantly. And so we kind of, uh, through the discussion so far, we've kind of equated my imagination or what I imagine today is my life tomorrow. Right. And so if Jesus wants to impact my life tomorrow, He's going to have to have an impact on my imagination today. today. Sure. Right, And I start to wonder about how important it is for us to really let the Word of God and let the, the hope and the, the principles of God be a, a radically big part of our imagination mm-hmm. today. So that as we even tackle this concept of my identity this month, as we go from here and we do kind of work through some of those matters of identity, Uh, Is it not going to be that uh, essential that not just that, oh, I'm a child of God or, you know, I'm blessed and highly favored or whatever, but that I allow those words to form a part of my imagination. You know, when I consider who I am, if I consider what I am, if I consider where I'm going, I'm considering what is my destiny and who is my destiny with and all of these kind of things that I can uh, spend time and just let them percolate in my mind and in my imagination as I see those things begin to transpire, mm-hmm. then I'm going to get this. Where Jesus now has the ability, his word, his ways, his principle, his life experience is an example for me. As those become my imagination and I form that then now he's got the power then through my imagination because right. he's what I'm thinking in my heart. Mm-hmm. His ways are what I'm thinking in my heart. They now have the ability to be produced. And then I get life and right. life abundantly right. because he's had the power to become a very right. big part of my imagination mm-hmm. and what I do with my imagination. Mm-hmm. And so let's, let's, there we are. So that's kind of a summary, a couple of thoughts <laughs> that I, we didn't get to on Sunday. You know, um, and so what I wanted to talk about tonight was kind of like wonder part two, and so there's there's kind of two parts to my imagination because um, I I wouldn't be surprised to find out that animals have to some degree an imagination. I see them, you know, I remember a little puppy that we had, and he would dream. I would watch him sleeping, and you could right. tell that he was doing something. Right. And it's, so I don't know if we're particularly alone mm. that we only that they can draw some pictures in their minds, but. The, the, the matter is more that, as human beings, we have the power to think about what we're thinking about. Right. And that might seem like a bit of an iteration, but it's, it's, it's infinitely important right. that we don't, we're not just a machine that imagines.
0: Mm-hmm. You're able to analyze your imagination.
1: Right. Yeah. And consider. Yeah,
0: yeah. And
1: look at it and say, this is what this is me imagining this. So it's almost like I don't know exactly how this works in the way we are created, <laughs> but it's almost like there's one part of me, my maybe my soul, that can observe what am I thinking in my natural mind, and also observe what I am thinking in my spiritual mind or in my imagination, as we were perhaps going to call it. And so now because my soul is observing those things, it can determine what I'm thinking about. Yeah. Like I can steer, like if I say elephant to you, I, I'm steering your mind towards thinking about an elephant. Mm-hmm. And we can do that to ourselves. And it's an amazing power that we have because, you know, remember in, in Third John, God says, I wish above all else that you would prosper and be in health. Even even as your soul prospers. Mm -hmm. And so this ability for our soul, not just to have an imagination, not just to think, which is kind of what we were created with, Mm -hmm. but now the me part of it gets to decide, what do I imagine? What do I think? And so the maturing process, I think, in the soul has a lot to do with what am i doing with my imagination powers what am i doing with my thought powers mm-hmm. you know i kind of see the soul as a kind of like a to use modern tech terms since i'm surrounded by all this stuff right now like an interface sure you know i know that this this computer behind me here goes to a little thing on the floor there which goes to the soundboard there and that's the machine on the floor there that is the interface between those two pieces sure. of equipment sure and I kind of see the soul that does that same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It gives instructions back and forth to how our natural mind and how our spiritual mind, what am I what, what are they doing? What are they perceiving? What are sure. they thinking about, as it were, how are they working? And I'm getting back information from them.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? It's like so translating
0: it's information.
1: Kind of like translating and of so. I'm kind of looking, it's, it's a little confusing for me because this is getting a little complicated in the sense that um, we're coming into this now as adult. Well, one of us is an adult, you know. <laughs> and so when we are in that spot, we're, we're, we're trying to learn all this stuff now. Like, man, I was thinking about it, If I'd have known this when I was a kid and understood yeah. the soul and the spirit and who's doing what and yeah. all that, it's like, wait a minute. It's like, this is a lot to digest. Mm-hmm. How does this all work? And so thinking about, you know, you have, you have a couple of beautiful children, my grandchildren, and watching them grow up, watching them as they're doing, and they're, you know, they're almost two and almost, well, just turned three, yes, right? 16, yeah. And yeah. so you're kind of in this place where you're able to watch them at this very young age and how they consider things. And what I've learned in being very observant, you know, because I'm we're in the middle of these kind of subjects, I'm watching them that they have a beautiful imagination. Mm -hmm. And it's bound you know, I'm watching them, you know, running around in you know, princess dresses and, you know, vroom vroom with trucks and all of these kind of things. I can very much tell they're not playing with a toy. Right. They are completely in character. They are inside of a movie right now and experiencing all around them this amazing imagination. And then they can sit down also and do things that are a little bit more natural, yeah. right? Figuring out how to put your coat on or put your boots on or to hold a fork or whatever. Sure. So But what I'm observing is they don't have the ability to think about what they're thinking about. They're thinking and they're imagining, but they're not thinking about imagining or thinking right. about thinking, right? That comes, as I've observed it, that really comes more in the teenage years, that once we get sort of beyond that, now in our teenage years, what am I really doing? I Now I'm aware that I am an individual. I am aware, I'm a conscious now in a sense. I, I'm aware that I have these Uh, thoughts and imaginations that are going on in my mind, and it's this season, I believe, these teenage years, where we are really making the decisions almost unknowingly now about who am I going to be for the rest of my life, because I'm choosing what am I imagining, what am I thinking, that's going to set the course Mm -hmm. for where I'm going to go from here. So important that it is in that season. In 2 Corinthians, it says that it's, uh, I'll, I'll give you the reference, 2 Corinthians 7 1, because it's always been a scripture that's bothered me. And it says, having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh, which I think, okay, I got that part. Makes sense, yeah. But it says there, all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. So we're recognizing that in our imagination or in our spirit man, I can also have wrong concepts. I can have things that were there still from the BC days that I'm going to need to get get cleansed. So I can come in. I'm now a Christian. I've been born again gloriously. I'm in a place where now God and His Word and His principles and His ways are like visible for me to see. I'm able to choose those ways right now. I do need this season where I'm saying, okay, there may be some stuff in my imagination that's... That's not quite lining up with the Word of God, and we need to be aware that saying, "Okay, I, there is some work that I might have to do there." I can't just say my imagination because it's my imagination. Therefore, yeah. I have the permission to yeah. think
0: it. Yeah. That's well, you're permitted to think it, but it's just not gonna not gonna necessarily be a good thing for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, especially when you like, but especially in our world more in your world. I mean, I was raised, I didn't have, you know, my early years didn't have TV and didn't have all those things. Mm -hmm. But I know your generation really did grow up with, uh, you know, an enormous amount of visual uh, stimulus and movies and games and all of these Mm -hmm. kind of things that were very much forming what was going to be in our imagination. We lived, you know, we lived in sci-fi worlds for four hours every day because of maybe the movies you watch or games you played or whatever. And so that's like, that didn't happen 100 years ago or 200 years ago. The world of a person growing from zero to 20 had nothing but the world they actually lived in, maybe a book or two, but that would have been it for what they could have been exposed to. So it's really something that we're, you know, I guess it's gonna fall to us to say, we're gonna get good at really cleaning out our imagination. And so I don't want that to, to belittle our natural mind, though, that I, I feel like we've kind of done that a little bit, and I want to just touch, touch that for a moment, that our natural mind actually, or let's put it this way, maturing in our soul really means that I know how to mature in my natural mind, also mature in my spirit, the mind of my spirit, so that I, as the soul, that interface in the middle, really is able to go to my natural mind as well, because my natural mind is the math, and the physics, and the processes, and the manners, and the norms, and the virtues, mm-hmm. and right. all those type of things, which are kind of the possible things already. They're the finite things. They're the known things. So, I don't need to go and ask God how to make coffee, because I already know how to do that. Right. And so, yeah. if I'm, you know, God, please show me how to make coffee. He's going like, dude, just <laughs> yeah, you already know. Box, use yeah. that, right? Yeah engage your natural mind and do what you already know to do and uh, a lot of it like if you're a bridge builder you know your spirit mind is going to be awesome in the development or the design of a, of your of your bridge but we really need you to use some math right and yeah. in order to get to that place where that bridge is safe to travel on sure but then there's really then coming to the understanding of so anyways so when you're dealing with your natural mind, you can't allow there to be fears in there and all of those type of things, Mm -hmm. dreads in there and memories in there, uh, you know, uh, traumas in there. There's all those things that can be in your natural mind that we need to deal with, and we've talked about that at other times. And so, but then also in the nature of the spiritual mind, my infinite mind, my Im- where I can do the impossible. I can fly sure. in my spiritual mind right, right? I, it's, there, it's, it's limitless, it's boundless and uh, but I need to know how to receive from that and how to make that part of an imagination that I can really believe mm-hmm. in that I can mm-hmm. get this done, that this is a God, destiny. This is a God sure. purpose. This is God's, you know, when I get there, there is there. And it's, right. there's a place I can go and I can really build that. And I need to know it's not just, you know, fanciful, whimsical kind of, right. um, you know, jumping from lily pad to lily pad. Yeah. This is something I've got to really zero in on and really get to the place that I can accept the fact that I don't know how to do that that that's outside of the box that I live in right now, but I'm okay with that still. It doesn't make me afraid that it's impossible. I just need to know how to embrace it even though it is impossible. Even though it's in the infinite realm, I need to embrace it in order to get it into the finite realm. Mm -hmm. Does that make some sense to you? And so there's a way to do that, right? There's a learning of what we're doing as we are using our imagination to spend a few minutes every day like, okay, Lord, you know, Ima- let, me, let me imagine what my day is going to be like today. Let me imagine this week. Let me imagine this year, you know, and let that kind of be part of what He engages with you in your mind. Mm-hmm. But then it's not like, okay, now we're done, right? Really right. zero in on it is mm-hmm. what, we're, what we're really trying to do as we learn then how to really grab hold of that imagination and persevere with it and be intentional about the things that we allow into our minds. And then also intentional about the things we don't let in there. Mm-hmm. We don't let the fear of defeat or the fear of uh, embarrassment or trying and not, not succeeding or getting hurt or whatever. When those in parts of the imagination, okay, those are off limits for us, right? We're going we're gonna to stop there mm-hmm. and say, okay, God, we, we need you to engage here.
0: Let him define what you think about and then choose to think about it. Set aside time think about
1: it yeah and put boundaries and on Become it. proficient in yeah. thinking yeah I imagining. always yeah I imagine what it was like when you know Jesus was wondering where the disciples went he needed to get across the Sea of Galilee and so he says you know Lord how do I the guy's left how do I get there and he just says just walk yeah you know you think about okay ooh, that had some fearful part it could mm-hmm. have been not of Jesus mm-hmm. I don't think was like that right. but For you and I to maybe do it. And he goes, okay, the bridge is closed right now, so just walk over to Buffalo, right? Yeah, that wouldn't necessarily have the same effect. And so I have to be careful that when God talks that I don't let it create fear in Mm -hmm. me and don't let it create um, a negative. And so I've got a boundary on that in my imagination, right? I've got the boundaries of his word. Right if I'm if God wants me to prosper then I, I need to come over your house and steal all your stuff. Well, no. There's a boundary there. There's right? a boundary there because I know the word of God creates a boundary, sure. right? And That's so awesome. as I'm using That's my awesome. imagination, I'm very careful because if I go down the road of coming and, you know, mm-hmm. doing evil with my imagination, we see that from scripture, you know, you can do it and it's yeah. hi, our history as humankind have not been uh, has not celebrated how good we mm-hmm. have been with our imagination. Mm-hmm. It's really very much been the other side of the equation. So I'm really believing that as the kingdom really spends its time right now and grabs onto this, that we're going to become very powerful yeah. by being able to use our imagination for what God actually designed it for. And that was yeah. for us to bring forth uh, you know, an enormous amount of good, yeah. far beyond our own individual potentials, yeah. but an enormous amount of good in our lives can come out of that. And so let's just turn there. I'm on my final page here, and I'm seeing the clock tick away on us. (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, when we are learning how to navigate, because really what we're talking about here is going from our natural mind, where we spend really most of our lives, and getting over into our spirit where we can use our imagination Mm -hmm. and use our imagination in a productive way. But we have to be able to get over there. Right, We have to get into the mindset of being in the mind of my spirit. And I became aware that where most of us live, if you could imagine that my mind is in layers and the, the functionalities of my mind can be set in categories, you know, when you're in the very, you know, the fight-or-flight place in your mind, you know, there's an emergency going on and you're freaking out, you're full, there's fear going on, not you, but there's fear going on in somebody's life. They're kind of in this crazy fear mode, what they call fight-or-flight. Fight fight, right? And then the next one underneath that would just be your active mind, which would be, you know, I'm just busy with my day, whatever I'm driving or I'm on the, doing whatever we're doing here or whatever. You're just being active. The next level down would be the contemplative mind, mm-hmm. which would mean I'm thinking, right? I'm sitting down, and I'm having a cup of coffee, and I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking. And then the final part, the lowest part of our mind, consciously, while you're awake, would be kind of like when your mind is open. Sure. And it's just maybe that's the time when you're, you know, usually when you're falling asleep at night, or when you first wake up in the morning, and you're kind of like in the what we would maybe call la-la land. It's like, you're not really conscious, but you're not really asleep either. And there's this spot where your mind is just completely relaxed. Mm -hmm. And so what I've noticed is that when we try to really get a hold and use our imagination, uh, we need to be down, uh, certainly out of the fight or flight mode and probably not in the doing mode of our mind although you can certainly do it from there, that's probably not a great place to start um, because you can just get very busy, and it can be really choppy, and you're not really sure if it's where you want to be. And so really the objective in learning how to do this is coming down into what's called the contemplative mind or the time when you're just thinking. You're calm, Mm -hmm. you're conscious, you're awake, and you're just thinking, and you're inviting God into that. And, in, and purposefully saying, okay, I'm going to just go into my imagination right now. I'm going to uh, get rid of all the limits, get rid of all the boundaries, mm-hmm. whether I can or I can't, whether mm-hmm. I can afford to or I can't, whether I have enough help or not, it doesn't matter. I'm not worried. Just unpack all of those things, which would be really what's holding us in the natural side of our mind. Can I or can't I is determined mostly by how much money I have or right. how much right. help do I have right. or is it even possible? Is there a flight there mm-hmm. or whatever? Um, but you want to unpack that and get out of that and just let your mind come down into a place where it can easily just slip over into the infinite realm, mm-hmm. into the spirit mind. Yeah. And then when you're, when you're, if you're challenged with that now, and then I should say then really the beautiful place to be able to do it becomes skillful is to just get into that open-minded time, that time when you're kind of almost uh, meditative, kind yeah. of a mind. It's yeah. very interesting. It's I don't think I've ever heard this spoken about in a Christian context. But there's three times in Scripture where Peter describes himself. Remember when he was he went up onto the rooftop. Remember the sheet came yep. down with the animals, yep. and he went up onto the rooftop. And he was kind of waiting for dinner, right? That was an unusual thing for a guy to do. But, you know, he's going up on the roof to wait for dinner. And he said he fell into a trance, yeah. right? And that that word is actually the word that we would say in, in the English would be ecstasy. And so it's kind of like into this marvelous open time of... You know, expansive. Really, what we're talking about right Mm -hmm. now is that he went into this place where he was just in that super open, meditative, infinite, limitless, boundless realm, and that's where we're actually heading for. That's what we want to spend Mm -hmm. time at every day. And this can sound a little weird, but you can be in that place as part of your prayer time, as part of your. You've experienced it all the time, Mm -hmm. I'm sure, in worship Mm -hmm. or, you know, when you're doing meditation. You can kind of get into this place where you're just you're just feeling like you're in the eternal realm. Right. I've, I use that often in my early years as a Christian when I would be. I love worship, as you know, mm-hmm. and you know you get into that worship and it feels like time. Yeah, everything else is gone. It's yeah. gone. Yeah. Even yeah. there's you know people all around you in the Doesn't service matter. or in mm-hmm. the house or whatever, and it's like they're all gone. You don't know how. You have no idea how long you were there that's the eternal realm that you've that you've slipped into you're actually in the mind of your spirit right. at that time mm-hmm. and that the great way to be able to spend time now imagining the life that God has for you the, a life that is well beyond the experience that we have right now yeah. in our mm-hmm. lives and being able to imagine that and uh, grab hold of it is it's, it's I, I don't know how exactly how to express that in the English language but when you are imagining something, you can grab hold of that thing. It's really what faith does, right? Yeah. It's like the, I can become fully persuaded mm-hmm. that this thing that I am only imagining that does not exist in this natural world, I can become fully persuaded that that actually can happen. Yeah. That's really what you're trying to do when you're spending that time. But it's got to be... Repetitive, right? You you kind of you have to kind of like you have to stay there for a little while. Right? Well, that's the that's the interesting part when you're when you first try to do this, it's like you're there for a second or two, right? Maybe and then you're you know, off your mind goes. Trying to keep yourself going down a certain pathway into this whatever imagination that God has for you, the disciplining of your imagination right. is actually the ability to stay on course mm-hmm. and not bounce around and bounce around and bounce around and bounce around. Because right. you probably will notice that where you bounce to is not necessarily healthy, it's not necessarily good, right. at least at first. Right. Because your your imagination, and when we haven't learned how to discipline our imagination and how to really get it to stay on path and stay on track, it's gonna tend to wanna do whatever it wants. And so what yep. your objective is, is to kind of bring it back And that's okay that it goes off, Mm -hmm. by the way. Don't don't worry about that. Um, But begin to learn to pull it back in line, pull it back in line, pull it back in line, pull it back in line as you're doing that so that you can really get a a solid feeling about the imagination that the Lord has you on. Mm -hmm. And that will get it easier and easier to move through that consider not, stagger not, fully persuaded model inside of my imagination. And then I'm going to just give, I mean, it's a a tip from my own life. I don't know necessarily that everybody feels this way about it, but uh, tongues have always been such an important part of this coming down in my mind, sort of getting out of the things and the busyness and the doingness and the planningness Mm -hmm. and the strategy, all of that that my mind naturally does. Praying in tongues has been... uh, a miracle for me, really, to be that thing. If I'm just feeling I just need some time with the Lord, I'm zip, almost like you're down in a few minutes of praying in tongues, that mm-hmm. you're down in that spot. Now, you may find, I know that you're a, a worshipful person by nature, you may find that picking up your guitar is and just spending a few moments worshiping God, and man, you're mm-hmm. in the zone at that mm-hmm. point. Maybe you're, you know, like Pastor Joy would say, you know, she's meditating. It's man, boom, she's in there in half a minute. So it's really going to be discovering, you know, what that is for yourself. Like, how do I? How what's what really works to get me out of my fear-filled mind or my concerned mind or my busy mind yeah. to come down into that spot where I can just learn the process of really becoming skillful mm-hmm. at, at what I, I'm hoping everybody is grasping right now that, you know. Taking a season and learning how the imagination works, given that it's going to produce your future, it's, it's a very life, yeah. important part of our a skill as a, as a, as a Christian yeah. because of Jesus' instructions to us always coming in stories, you know, it's always getting it to be a picture in our mind mm-hmm. that's going to be using our imagination. And so, as we close, we kind of run out of time tonight. I apologize for that. I'd like to go on and on and yeah, on. Like we Certainly, we could unpack a hundred yeah. times more than we've done tonight. But I'm, I'm just going to encourage you as you're as you're with us tonight. Uh, you know, many of us that you're you're there online. Uh, I'm going to promise you that uh, Jesus is very interested in your life getting mm-hmm. into this this mechanism of being transformed and going from maybe life not the way you would want it to life not only life, but life and life abundantly. And so what I'd like to do is just take a few moments uh, to pray with you tonight. If this is, you're just sensing that this is something that God has on your life agenda right now, that it's time for uh, some decisions for you to say, you know what, I'm I'm really looking for a different path. I'm Mm -hmm. really looking for a different way. Perhaps as we're talking about, Pastor Mike and I are talking about, the the use of your imagination and maybe that hasn't always gone real well uh and it's taken you down some wrong roads can i promise you something that god is very interested in this moment in your life to turn everything around and then i'm also going to pray at the end of that uh, as i mentioned about tongues and worship and all of that and how important the holy spirit is in that journey that part of our lives And so I know that when Jesus was here, he said, you know, it's good for me to go to heaven because uh, when I leave, then the comforter, the paraclete, the helper, the guide, the teacher, the Holy Spirit is going to come. And God had intended from the very beginning that we would be indwelt with the presence of the Holy Spirit. And, so, you know, taking a look at the first couple of chapters of the book of Acts, we see that one of the very first thing that the Holy Spirit wanted to do... Uh, when he got the ability to speak through a human being, uh, he wanted to pray in tongues. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just going to pray for you as well in that area uh, where we have distance between us, obviously by these cameras, but I'm just going to trust God that as we pray, that you're really going to sense that Holy Spirit is inside of you and that you're making a a, a shift in the way your life is going right now. God is invading your life, and He's invading it with the intention of producing life and life abundantly. So let me just ask you, we'll just take a, a, just a moment with the Lord wherever you're finding yourself as you're listening to me tonight. Just close your eyes, I mean, unless you're driving or flying an airplane, um, just close your eyes and just let's take a contemplative moment with the Lord just a private time when I'm gonna encourage you to pray these words after me. Uh, but I'm just gonna also encourage you that you make these words your own and say this with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I know the kingdom of darkness tried to destroy my life by using my imagination in the worst of ways, causing me to say and do things that I never wanted to do. And Heavenly Father, I ask your forgiveness for everything that I have done that is contrary to your ways. Jesus, I know that you went to the cross to make final payment for my sins, for everything that I've done wrong. And so Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I know you did what you did so that my eyes would be opened that I could see God's ways in my life. And so I receive that. And Holy Spirit, I invite you to live in my heart I want you to be my teacher. I want you to be my guide. I want you to show me the truth. I want you to show me things to come. Fill my imagination with God's ways. Fill it with his words. Fill it with his principles. And fill it with the destiny that he has for me.